You're listening to the Slavic Connection. Trust me. 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 I appreciate it. You invited me to speak about RT. So, my name is Ilya Yablokov. I'm from the University of Leeds, and this is the brand new project I'm working on. It's about the channel, which all of you might know, Russia Today, RT, and the way how this channel engages with conspiracy theories. So, first of all, a few words on definitions. So, we know about conspiracies, they exist, uh, it's part of our life, politics, intelligence, service work, day-to-day uh, -day life, for example, on campus and the university, I mean, so we all are familiar with that, right? But what's the difference between conspiracy and conspiracy theories? A conspiracy theory is a specific way of perceiving reality, perceiving the world. So it's a, it's a specific interpretation that kind of uh, means that there is a secret plot, there is a secret uh, agreement of two, part, of two more people or creatures, as we, if we speak, for example, for example about lizard people. Uh, and so this kind of, uh, this plot normally makes people's life Worst. So there is a lot of discussion about uh, how to perceive conspiracy theories. A lot of people say that it's a, it's a kind of product of uh, paranoid uh, minds. However, uh, latest research in conspiracy theories says that actually conspiracy theories could be a healthy method to protect democracy and to show that uh, there is something wrong in the society that should be fixed. And conspiracy theories are showing us the way of how and what should be fixed. Uh, so I'm based, uh, my project and my methodology is based on the work by Mark Fenster, my colleague from the University of Florida, who argued that conspiracy theories are the populist theory of power. So they help to redistribute legitimacy uh, between various social actors, no matter who they are, left-wing, right-wing, what's their status, what's their, what's their um, place in the society. So uh, conspiracy theories just help to these social actors to divide the social between the people, kind of the majority, and the other, which is considered as a, as a major threat. So in that sense, this populist reading of conspiracy theories helps us understand why in the current reality there are so many conspiracy theories and, and that they are actually a normal way to react to certain conditions. So when I looked at the conspiracy theories in post-Soviet Russia, I used this methodology of dividing society between the people and the other and tried to figure out what are the most popular conspiracy theories. And these are the conspiracy about the West. So traditionally in Russia for ages, the West uh, perceived as a single undifferentiated, undifferentiated entity was uh, perceived either as good stuff, kind of as a good entity, good model to emulate, or the bad thing, something to uh, kind of ru run from, something to avoid. So what we see in the post-Soviet Russia is that cons conspiracy theories about the West basically help to mobilize the people in support of various political actions, mostly of the Kremlin, and also conspiracy theories help to unite the nation and help to mobilize, kind of help to create, tactically create, uh, on the, on the short-term basis, uh, kind of the majority of people in support of authorities. And certainly, kind of the major 
enemy, the other in these conspiracy theories is the West, or to be, to be precise, the United States and the United Kingdom. So when I looked at conspiracy theories within Russia, I kind of uh, understood that conspiracy theories about the West within Russia have been kind of transported to uh, the Russian foreign policies. And thanks to this guy on the picture, Vladislav Surkov, who was basically one of the ideologues of this concept of conspiracy theories uh, against Russia in the 2000s. He helped to explain that actually conspiracy theories are not about uh, kind of, they are not the kind of the piece and uh, uh, of marginal paranoid minds. Uh, our, our Russians Competition with the West is just competition. It's business. It's not the war normally. So it's not the information war. It's just a competition. Well, information war might be part of what uh, we might do. And so the US, according to this ideology and according to the agenda of RT that was created in the mid-2000s, is actually the threat to the global peace. And another step that was made by the Kremlin in the, the 2000s is to find a niche for the Russian uh, propaganda against the West and explain why Russia must represent the interest of all other parties, of all other countries and social actors around the world who also should oppose the, the West, or in other words, the United States and the United Kingdom and other entities. At the same time, Vladimir Putin was kind of pushed and created, uh, kind of the, the, the image was created of Vladimir Putin as a, as a certain leader of the global opposition. This, the person who should stand against the West, this, against the United States, and basically protect those who need uh, their, this protection. And, that, and that's where I come to RT. So RT that was created in 2005 as a typical soft power tool, uh, basically after the Russian-Georgian war in 2008, absolutely changed the agenda. Russia Today, that launched its American broadcasting in 2010, launched it with that feature, 9-11 questions to the American government about 9-11. It's a very peculiar way to engage in the domestic uh, in the domestic issues. So, in that sense, I argue that Russia today is uh, and the conspiracy theories as a part of Russia today agenda is basically one of the con uh, one of the diplomatic tools first to undermine uh, the policies of the United States government and also to spread this criticism to various social, political, economic issues that happen, that take place, A, within the US, domestically, and also to other international audience that are able to consume this information in English and, and in other languages. So to illustrate that, I'm uh, focusing on two Russia Today programs. One that was launched in 2013, which was called The Truth Seeker, uh, and was presented by the British artist London correspondent Daniel Bushell, and that was shut down in 2015 because it was too controversial. And the second program, which basically then continues the same line as the Truth Seeker, the world according to Jess. Jess Ventura, a very kind of popular, um, strange uh, guy, ex-marine, ex-governor, ex-wrestler, TV presenter, whatever you, whatever you name. So he is kind of a, he's quite a popular guy um, 
amongst certain groups in the United States. So let's have a look how RT actually engages with conspiracy theories. So first of all, um, as the truth seeker, the episode zero of the truth seeker actually deals again with the 9-11 conspiracy theories. The reason is that according to various research, 9-11 conspiracy theories are one of the central elements of the current American conspiracy culture. This is the event which helps to unite various communities within the United States who are critical of the government, critical of how the government dealt with, it, with, it, with this terrorist attack and with the investigation. So RT in this very first episode puts together various interpretations of the failures that the government made in, uh, after 9-11 and they basically intervene with various uh, kind of bits and bobs of uh, evidence that the government should not be trusted. So they kind of bring together this uh, movement of engineers and architects who are looking for the truth about 9-11. So they kind of, uh, they, the, 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 the presenter and the guests also kind of emphasize uh, kind of how important is the skepticism of the official line. And here, so basically this idea of the truth and the trust is very important. So what the RT does, in fact, RT basically creates the alternative uh, regime of truth, if he, if he quote for call. So basically, in this regime, people should not trust the government. There is an alternative reality that helps to explain everything that the government does through that lens of the government cover-ups and false flag operations. And so in this, in this reality, no one possesses the truth. So if you look at the RC's agenda, which is so well kind of formulated on that slide, you're gonna see that, well, there might be Russia's invasion. Some argue about that. However, what we know for sure is that the government was carrying so many false flag operations, was involved in so many government uh, 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 cover-up operations. So how we can actually, um, uh, how can we trust that? So what RT does ne in next step, at the end of the program, they cherry pick specific experts who do not criticize the official line. They actually support, they argue for the point of view created by Daniel Bushel. And also they bring up the voice of the experts to create these conspiracy theories, but also they bring up the voice of the common folk that is also critical of the government. So they kind of put all these different um, bits of evidence just to basically promote three main narratives. And these main narratives could be found more or less in all the programs. So the first narrative is to, that the corrupt government consists of the hoax and they're going to do everything to destroy the world and make as much money as they can then they will be helped by a big business, corporation, Wall Street, that controls politicians to protect their power. And here they are referring constantly to the 2008 economic crisis. That is the major milestone, again, just like 9-11 in the global conspiracy culture. And the third element that is repeated again and again is hypocritical mainstream media that help to spread this information about government cover-up. So let's have a look in details at these narratives. So the first narrative that is constantly repeated in the truth seeker 
is that the United States is the terrorist state that bombs everyone in the world, and it's basically, it's cruel uh, as hell. And they refer to various American politicians like Hillary Clinton, who sat behind the, you know, off the record about the Libyan president. Ha, we came, we saw he died, ha, ha, ha. So kind of they use that uh, reference to show that, look how cruel American politicians are. Then there's always this reference to the official, semi-official or fake uh, documents about kind of a certain uh, imperialist ambitions of the United States uh, government. And that the United States government, for, ex for instance, works hand in hand with Hollywood to provide films and various other footage to, as an evidence for invasion into other foreign countries. And they, for example, refer to the, uh, to the Iran affair and the possible invasion of the United States in Iran in 2013. Also, to make it more kind of um, close to the horrors of ordinary Americans, of course, the uh, presenters uh, refer to the taxpayers' money. So taxpayers' money basically helped the United States government to wage all these wars around the world at the expense of ordinary Americans. And at the same time, ordinary Americans are being uh, threatened by the same government. And here we see a quite an interesting engagement with the far-right conspiracy theories. So for example, in the 1990s, among American far-right conspiracy theories, there was a popular idea of the black helicopters. Now in 2010s, this idea evolved in the drones that are looking for Americans and destroy, kind of kill Americans in their backyards. That's what the presenters and their guests are normally arguing. Then, at the same time, with the far-right conspiracy theories, RT is very carefully uh, kind of using left-wing conspiracy theories, for example, addressing the audiences who support Bernie Sanders and basically uh, experts and presenters normally call the big business and the government as faceless and ruthless bankers who will do their best to uh, get the money out of other regions, turn the whole world into the big colony, and basically uh, strip them of their resources. So here comes up a very weird idea of the new world order that is also kind of popular amongst the far right and far left, but again, presenters and guests of the truth seeker normally refer to a variety of conspiracy theories related to the new world order conspiracy theories just to show that, uh, well, actually, what we're talking here on RT is very relevant to everyone. It's relevant for the people to know. And who is hiding this information apart from the big business and the crooked government? Certainly the crooked press. And the mainstream media are working hand in hand again with the government, with the oligarchs, and with the CIA, just to make, to make sure that ordinary Americans would never know the truth. However, is a Russian channel. Where is Russia here? And surprisingly, Russia does not appear on RT uh, for one simple reason. Uh, if you look at, for example, the reports about Putin on Russian domestic politics, my colleagues from Manchester calculated it's, it's around 6% of the time devoted to Russia, actually. So when something important, really big thing happens in Russia, then RT engages in the coverage of this event. So for example, in 2013, a famous Boston bombing at the marathon, at that moment, 
the truth seeker really engaged in the coverage of the Boston Marathon, but what they did, they basically said that it was another false flag operation by the US government with the reason to invade Chechnya. This is quite weird because Chechnya is part of the part of Russia and, and the United States would never invade <coughs> Russia, right? But nobody really cares, right? So in 2015, the program, The Truth Seeker, was closed because they engaged very actively and emotionally into the coverage of the Ukraine crisis. And so they crossed a few lines, red lines, and the, the program was completely shut down, removed from the official website. Now it could be found on YouTube and on torrents. So it was replaced uh, by another program in 2017 by Jesse Ventura, and it was launched exactly uh, during the so-called this Russiagate affair. And Jesse Ventura, when he presented his, his program, he basically started with, why are we so focused on Russia? Why do we think that Russia invade, uh, invaded American democracy, invaded America for, during the elections? They didn't, because the United States did that so many times in the history of the 20th century, so we shouldn't really talk about Russia. Russia is the ultimate boogeyman for the crooked American press and, and the corrupt American government. And what, if you look at all these episodes, I don't recommend, this is quite a strange, <laughs> strange experience. So if you watch all these episodes, you realize that it's basically the same topics repeated again and again and again. Media corrupt, uh, government is, is um, kind of trying to uh, destroy uh, their own people by, for example, polluting the waters uh, and trying to cover up its crimes, such as MLK, Martin Luther King uh, assassination. And, for example, if we talk about conspiracy theories, what is the first conspiracy theory that comes to mind? Certainly the aliens, alien invasion, and the, uh, and the X-Files, kind of a, a crucial series that basically put conspiracy theories in the mainstream of culture. But uh, Jesse Ventura engages with this traditional culture of conspiracy theories by using the reference to that way famous uh, extraterrestrial expert who argued that he actually briefed U.S. presidents on the existence of some alien technologies possessed by the U.S. military. But, he, but even the president never knew about it before he briefed him. So, but the point was that it's, it, the government is dangerous because it helps the oil companies, the gas companies, to run their business because if the alien technologies would be spread among the Americans, uh, ordinary Americans and the people of the world wouldn't suffer from oil spills, from this climate change. So it's all because of the big, biz, big business and, and government. And in the same way, when Russia is in the headlines, Russia is described as the boogeyman and as a normal state that whose uh, basically policies uh, are normal and it's just about competition. So just to conclude, I think that RT and studying the way how RT engages with conspiracy theories is a great way and it's a portal to understand how conspiracy theories develop in our, in our societies in general and also to look at conspiracy theories not as the narrative of one particular nation state because in the 21st century with this new media ecology, it's pointless to talk about conspiracy theories 
theories as the product of nation-state culture. As the, the example of RT shows us that conspiracy theories can be produced in one country, spread and kind of transmitted to another country, or some of the conspiracy theories could be relevant internationally. So I think it's kind of it opens the floor for for extremely interesting questions, and some of these questions could be asked within the paradigm of these information wars. Thank you. That was Ilya Blokov, Husan Media Lektura Adre Universite Oflitz. That was who? From what? That was Ilya Blokov, Husan Media Lektura Adre Universite Oflitz. Somehow that was worse, just in case our listeners didn't understand. That was Ilya Blokov from Leeds, speaking at the Information Wars Symposium. Thank you for listening, trust me. Don't worry buddy, we trust you. I'm just kidding. I don't trust him. I'm just saying whatever I have to so he goes away. Tune in next time to hear more understandable humanoid voices. Oh look, something shiny. Trust me.